0: Hi, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a counterterrorism professional turned career coach, Forbes columnist, spokesperson, and now author with my book now available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. You can probably guess the name. It's also called U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, and design your dream career. I wrote the U-Turn book and created the U-Turn Podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are and upgrade your confidence in work and love. Also, if you order a copy of your book right now, we're giving away a free bundle of courses on money mindset, on how to start a side hustle, on how to find your purpose in the workforce, and so much more. All you got to do is upload a screenshot of your receipt over at Uturnbook.com. turnbookcom That's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N book.com. You can learn about the courses, upload your receipt and get access to them from ordering our book right there, right now, while it's still available. Also, this episode has been brought to you by our sponsor Organifi, my absolute favorite wellness brand out there. So if you'd like to get some of their products, just type in the code U-Turn at checkout, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N, for 20% off. You know how much I love their chocolate and vanilla protein, and I could just talk about it until I'm blue in the face. It's the ultimate healthy treat for your sweet tooth now let's get in to this week's episode
1: because we're born to be a success all of nature it lives on a very basic principle and the principle is called more life which means that life itself in general is in a constant motion forward not only to add to life but to replicate it has to be a success to do that So human beings are the only form of life that have the ability to consciously choose not only the life that they live, but the quality of that life, how hard they make it, how easy they make it, the circumstances they're in, where they live, uh, what they actually want their life to look like. We're creative beings and we can create our life however we want.
0: Hey, friends, it's Ash here. And as always, I'm always so committed to your DMs and your messages to me. And so today I'm bringing someone on the podcast that one of you reached out and said, can you please invite him on? And it's David Nagel. Nagel like the bagel, he tells me. Uh And we are going to talk about how to become more of a money magnet, how to rewrite the story that you're telling yourself about money and how to make some simple mindset shifts that a lot of us haven't yet made that can make things a lot easier when it comes to how you see, think, and relate to money. David is a mindset coach, a business coach. He's a transformational speaker, and he has his own podcast. He's the host of the Successful Mind podcast. I was just checking it out, and there's so much goodness on there. David, thank you so much for making the time.
1: Ashley, it is my pleasure and honor to be here. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you know, I was already kind of magnetized by you when we started talking. You seem to just have like a very calm and peaceful relationship with money. And that's not something that I experience very often with somebody. So I would love to understand like what got you here. Did you just come out of the womb thinking that money could be this much, you know, easy or, or graceful for you? Or how did this get this way for you? <laughs> no, I,
1: it's funny. I've never really heard anybody put it that way before. But no, actually, it was in my childhood. I had a kind of a rough childhood. I quit high school when I was 17, and I just went to work. So I, I, I made some very serious mistakes in my life. I, I, uh, I got married very young. I had two children very early, no skill set, no education. And I found myself, the only job I could get was like driving a forklift on a dock. And I was basically working two jobs with all the overtime that I could manage, and I could not get past $20,000 a year. And this is prior to the internet. So I knew that I had made these mistakes, and I, then I, I thought, oh, well, the only way to fix this is to go back to school, but I didn't have the time or the money to go back to school. And my life was getting worse, it seemed like, by the day. We went bankrupt. I had my car repossessed. We had to, we had to flee our apartment in the middle of the night because they wouldn't let us out of our lease. We ended up having to live next door to a drug dealer that that used to beat his wife. I mean, it was just my life. I just was like a train wreck happening right in front of me. I wanted to turn it around, but I didn't know how. And it got to, I had had a a real severe accident, which was a near-death experience. I was water skiing. I got pulled away from the boat by the current and took me down the river and sucked me through this dam. Oh, my gosh. And I was one of two people, one of only two people at the time that survived going through it. So that taught me something very important. So I was 24 when that happened. And it re- what it did in my 20s was it said, hey, man, life is uncertain. Like it, it really can't end at any time. And you need to be aware of that because you need to have the urgency in your life to change things. So a short time after that, when nothing was changing... I had like an emotional meltdown at work one night. I had been reprimanded twice in one day. Nothing was going right, and i was I was like asking God or a higher power to just please give me some kind of answer and direction because I didn't know which way to turn. And a little voice in my head said, "David, change your attitude." And it was it was weird, Ashley. It was very distinct. It almost sounded like it was an out- of body experience in in that moment. And I thought, okay, If I'm going to do that, if, you know, even though this sounds crazy, if I'm going to change my attitude, how would that even work? And what would I, what is it that I would change? So I started really thinking about it and I nailed it down to three things. And I actually used a person who was quite successful, was the owner of the company that I worked for, was one of the largest food importers in the United States. And I knew that he had a very humble beginning, like the company started in his garage. And I thought, What's the difference between the way this guy approaches life and the way that I do? And I I thought, okay, this guy must have loved what he did. And I hated what I was doing. Every day I would wake up and I'd be like, I hate this. This sucks. So I thought, okay, he must have loved what he did. He must have done really good. And what I did notice about him was that he really treated people with respect. Everybody he treated with respect. I was taking my anger out on everybody that was around me. So I decided, okay, I'm going to act like I love what I do. I'm going to treat everybody with total respect and I'm going to do the very best job that I can every day. In 30 days, my income tripled Mm. and it, number one, it wasn't supposed to happen. I didn't have the education for it to happen. Everybody was telling me that I was lucky, but I thought, no, I did something. There was something about this attitude change that led this to happening I didn't even know anybody that was making $60,000 a year back when this happened. So I spent seven years studying with like some of the most brilliant people on the planet to try to figure out number one, what my potential was and how do I change whatever's going on inside of me that's causing me not to be successful to some, to a person that, that could be successful. Now, once I, once I got that figured out and I really thought I had it down, I began to apply it to my financial situation and the first major jump that I made was uh, I had started my own business around 1999 and at that time about the first year I was making like 50,000 a year about the equivalent to that and I'm like okay I'm gonna these principles that I've learned I'm gonna apply this and I took it from 50,000 a year to 50,000 a month Wow! and I did it in three months and the biggest lesson that I learned in that three months was That all my life, I had been hearing, work hard. You have to work hard. If you want to be a success at anything, you have to work hard. What I didn't know, Ashley, was that I was, not only did I take the idea of working hard, but I made it part of the way that I viewed myself. So I I took my self-esteem from the idea that I'm working hard. But what that caused me to do was actually make everything that I was doing very hard. I didn't realize like I was, I was creating a plan in the work that I was doing, if it appeared to be too simple, to actually make it hard because that's how I was self-identifying. And I found out later on that almost everybody does this. When you're talking about increasing your income, no matter where you're starting in life, the, the, the kind of like the inside joke is that the more money you make, the easier it is usually getting past the first hundred thousand or so seems to be the most difficult for people because their approach to doing that is work harder, work harder, work harder. Mm -hmm. And when a person understands that if you bring the idea of how can I make this easy and you start to approach it from the idea of how can I can make it easy, you change the entire game. Mm -hmm. and that's when you have a huge quantum leap in how much you earn and the ease of it actually coming to you. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I guess what came up when I was listening to you is just like also that first hundred thousand. Like, I think that what's happening during that time is figuring out how to get your marketing to work, how to get a lead, how to get a lead to say yes. You know what I mean? Whether it's a product or a service. And so my curiosity, and this comes from my own experience, is that one of my struggles was I had so much energy to create something. And I think a lot of people have a lot of creative energy and excitement to get their idea out there, but there's also something to sustaining it. And what I'm hearing you say is that there's, that's where the ease can come in. But my experience was like, oh my gosh, you know, I had an e-course, for example, and the algorithm changed and then everything that was working stopped working. And so my story was, oh my gosh, I can create it, but I can't keep it up. And so that, that was a story that I had to work through in my head for so long. So what are your thoughts or what's, for what's going on for somebody in the beginning of wealth creation like what is happening that is triggering that
1: I think the very first thing that a person should learn if they're going to master that in their life is to understand a very basic principle that personal contact is the key to success and the reason I say that is because if, if you master marketing but you have a problem like you did Ashley or you have like the coronavirus thing that happened where things change that are out of your control you understand how to ha- how to interact with human beings whether it's via the internet or on the phone or face to face where you can still make the same amount of money that you made before it was a <laughs> fundamental principle that my mentor taught me right off the bat and when i made my first million it wasn't marketing it wasn't through the internet it was about the relationships that i had developed and actually taking the product and service that I had created and looking for people that had a problem that I could help them with. And Mm -hmm. that's what allowed me to go from 50,000 a month to over a million because it happened really fast.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Okay. And one thing that you said that just like completely pierced me when we started talking was you said like people need to understand like making a lot of money can actually be really easy. And I feel like A lot of people who are going to hear us say that are going to say, "No, it's not." You know, how how can we explain this in a way that people can actually start to lighten their relationship with money and hold money and the earning process more lightly? Because I have definitely have that experience where I start to have success at something and I'm like, "Damn, this is easy!" Like, why did I not even get into the game thinking it had to be so hard? And I think a lot of people don't even try on the belief it has to be hard. So. Curious what your thoughts are that got you to this conclusion and how we can convince everybody listening that this is true.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that one of the things that people really need to understand, like seriously need to give some thought to is that basically from the moment we're born, we are taught that making money is a difficult thing and we get that message from just about everywhere. If you're not born into a rich entrepreneurial family, You get the other message, and that is making money is hard. You also get the message that there's not enough, that you have to wait and buy everything on sale, that you need to drive hard bargains, that you need to look for discounts. Everything around the idea of money, bringing money in, how we spend money, how we manage money is uh, that we should be afraid of it in some way. We should be afraid of not having it. We should hold on to what we have in case something goes wrong and we don't have it, and it's very difficult to bring in. We have to work for a long time, really hard for, for that to happen. Now, why is it important to know that? Because all of that information goes into your subconscious mind, which becomes the primary driver for how we observe life and how we react to it. So even if somebody shows you and they say, hey, listen, actually mer- earning money is a lot of ease is, is, is actually very easy. Your subconscious mind will take over and it will make it hard. I have been coaching people to build seven, eight, nine figure businesses for 20 years. And, and if they've never done it before, it takes them a little while to realize that they're the ones that are making it difficult. The, the plan, the strategy, I mean, basically business is math. It either adds up or it doesn't. Yeah. And if you're, if you're adding it up to make it difficult, which is what I did when I tried to break the first 50000 a month, then it's going to be really difficult. But if you start to do the math and realize your justification for, because that's what we do basically. We look at the math and we say, oh, that I can't possibly do that. Nobody will buy it at those prices or there's not enough people that will want this we're what we're doing is we're putting our belief system in the way of what actually could be very easy if we would literally change the way that we're thinking about it so why is it that it would be easy so i want to back that up with something because we're born to be a success all of nature it lives on a very basic principle and the principle is called more life which means that life itself in general is in a constant motion forward, not only to add to life, but to replicate. It has to be a success to do that. So human beings are the only form of life that have the ability to consciously choose not only the life that they live, but the quality of that life, how hard they make it, how easy they make it, the circumstances they're in, where they live, uh, what they actually want their life to look like. We're creative beings and we can create our life however we want. There's three, the top three things that are necessities for human beings in order to live just on the basis of life. Number one would be air. We can't live about three minutes without air. Two would be water. Number three used to be food and shelter. But for most of the civilized world, it's not, it's money, because we don't build our own homes, we don't grow our own food, We don't sew our own clothes. Uh, Society's developed to a place where one person can't do all of those things anymore. So we needed another medium of trade that would allow society to expand. And we know that today is is money. Mm. So if inherently based on the intelligence of the universe itself, if money was really, really difficult just on the principle of what it's for and how we give it and how we get it, Life would almost cease to exist for human beings as we know it because it would be just too darn hard for us to be able to do anything with it. So I really looked at that principle and I thought, you know, what's really fascinating about this is that there's no other form of nature that struggles in and of its own life, unless human beings get involved, which I, I that's a whole nother argument, it's a whole other podcast. Um, but if you just look at nature on its own, It it doesn't struggle. There is no there's no animal, there's no fish, there's no bird, there's no tree, there's no plant that struggles to get what it needs to survive. It instinctually knows what to do, how to do it, and where to go in order to get what it needs to live. It also follows another basic principle. It has to give whatever it's supposed to give in order to get whatever it's supposed to get. So all of nature contributes to life and then receives life. If we bring that to human beings, human beings, I believe, have we have our physical DNA that we're born with, but we also have what you can call an intelligent DNA beyond that. Some people call it a spiritual DNA or universal DNA. And what that means is that even, all nature has a purpose, all human beings have a purpose. Our job is to find out what that purpose is. However, everything that we need to basically fulfill that purpose in our life, must be readily available for us in order to do it. So, if we take that as some basic truths about how life works, what we find is the only difference between human beings and nature is that because we have the ability to choose, if we choose incorrectly, we make life hard. Well, why would we choose incorrectly? Because people that did not know taught us that here's here's the premise for life. You need to do things in order to be safe in life. So basically, that's what we're taught from the moment we're born. We're taught how to be safe, how not to get in trouble, how not to take risks that could jeopardize our life, how to understand how to judge uh, people how to get an education and work so that we can support ourselves, but we're not really taught from birth how to thrive as individuals. And most of us are not taught how to persistently look for our purpose in life and then once we find it, cultivate it, grow it, Um, express it and be that for the rest of our life. So if you take all of those principles and put it together, we find that the only thing that's getting in our way is the way that we perceive the world, the way that we understand how it works and our willingness to actually learn something different and change it.
0: have a quick but important interruption here. I want to thank Organifi as always for sponsoring this podcast episode and just encourage you to check out their site and consider treating yourself to some of their products that have been such a game changer for my health. They just gave us an even bigger discount code at 20% off when you type in the code UTURN at checkout. And I've been particularly obsessed with Organifi's pure product. The pure powder is tasteless but powerful, full of superfood ingredients to help your gut and your mind stay healthy, such as probiotics, lion's mane, aloe vera, ginger extract, to name a few. I put the Pure Powder in my coffee and it's been helping me stay healthy during these really weird times that we're all in. So if you're looking to easily up your immunity and dodge whatever germs are floating in the air, the Pure Powder at Organifi is it just head on over to Organifi.com slash U-Turn. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. And don't forget to type in your U-Turn code at checkout for 20% off pure. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Do you, I know that you have such a friendly relationship with earning and money and like the way you see it and hold it lightly, but are there any fears that have come up for you in recent months or years where you have hit your own personal limit?
1: No, that hasn't happened for a long time. Wow. <clears throat> About the last time that happened was when when I was, when I was four years into my business, I had somebody embezzle $5 million from my company wow. and it was, and it was, I'll, I'll tell you what, I take total responsibility for it. It happened because I didn't read a contract correctly. And I slipped into my own paradigm and I didn't want to pay an attorney to read a one-page contract. I thought I'm intelligent enough to read this. And I completely misunderstood one sentence in that contract. So it turned into a horrible result that I had to now change. So I had a fear when that first happened. Like not only did I lose the money, I lost my entire database because the database was then owned by the other company. So it was a very interesting situation. I, am, I had to start over immediately, and I couldn't contact anybody in my previous list. So I had to rebuild from scratch. And I remember being afraid, and I went and talked to a lawyer because, I like, I'm going to sue these guys. And the, the lawyer sat me down, and he looked at the case, and he said, listen to me. He said, I don't know why I'm telling you this because I'm an attorney, and I make money off of pursuing this case. He said, but here's the situation. They took the money. They spent the money you're never going to get the money back. It'll cost you $250,000 in two years in court to fight it. You'll win, but you'll never see a dime of the money. He said, you already know how to do this. You built this in four years. He said, go do it again. Hmm. He said, I know it sucks. He said, but go do it again. He said, that's my honest advice. He's like, you're a young guy. You can do this. Go do it again. <clears throat> and I what thought, you know, have... pardon me? Like,
0: what? If what a reminder of your freedom for somebody to be able to remind you like, Hey, this feels really heavy and you made a mistake, but you're so powerful and free that you can make this happen again. I think no, there's not a lot of people who feel that way in their lives. I do. I feel a sense of that, but what an empowering feeling for you to have.
1: Very much, very much like, like that guy was like an angel in my life. He was a real blessing that came into my life. It was, it was really great advice. So I spent the year, turning it around and I turned the entire thing around in, in 12 months. And what I learned was like, that was like the last big fear that I had to actually break through that I would lose everything. What would people think of me? All that. And I really realized that I was resourceful enough and I, and I understood these principles well enough that basically it didn't matter the situation that would show up. If I, if I didn't panic, if I didn't get in fear that I could think my way through it. So, I've been through 9/11, three recessions now the the covid virus, and I've never had a problem. I've always been able to keep going, and all of the companies that I consult with, they're able to to keep moving also based on the principles that I teach
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it, so, as far as fears go, no, like there might be a feel like i you know I don't want anything bad to happen to my family or somebody that I love or something like that. but when it comes to the business world in life. I think that <clears throat> I look at it pretty, pretty, pretty realistically. I understand how it works. I understand how the, the laws in the universe work. And I stay operating in a place of gratitude every single day. And I'm always looking for how can I help my fellow human being. Like every day when I wake up, I, I think to myself, I program my, to myself to think, who can I help today? And that's, that is that is the basis of what my my business and my company does.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. And what do you think it is that keeps people from even asking for help? Like, what do you think is going on in people's mind? Because one thing you had said before we started recording was you said, we are hardwired to be successful, but we are programmed to stay safe. And a lot of that means staying in that fear of trying. So what do you think is going on in people's mind that keeps them from even entering the arena and realizing what you've experienced?
1: Caring too much about what other people think. It's something that we're, that's taught to us from birth. And now that we have the internet and social media and all that, it's reinforced in a in a horrific way, actually. Um, there, there is so much pushback in, in and opinions and criticisms of anybody that thinks different, basically, in any way, that we're learning to be very cautious of what other people think because and in the first time in a long time it can actually have horrific ramifications for an individual in the world that we're actually living in and i think that it's passed it's passed down from one generation to another so a person does really needs to emotionally mature to the place where they can respect another's a person's opinion but what another person thinks of them does not really affect their their choices in life nor how they feel about themselves. If if an individual can get to the place where they're in total self acceptance of who they are, they can find their authenticity and and they're very confident in expressing who they are in this world. Not con- worrying about what other people think. There's nothing that they can't do. They can be as successful as they want to be. But that would be the reason, Ashley.
0: Mm, beautiful. Okay. Well, so I think, you know, it's like, yeah, we're hardwired to be successful and we are, you know, programmed to stay safe. And for some reason in my soul, when I came in, like, I just to give you some context, David, like, I had a dad who lost millions in his first company. And my biggest fear was having the same experience. And because I was so afraid of it, I created an e course on the internet, generated $5 million in two months. And felt so afraid of losing everything just like my dad did because I'd never had success like that before that I got a bunch of lawyers did a bunch of things to basically sabotage it. Um, and looking back, like I can see all of the different steps that came from fear and how I couldn't really like uphold, my mindset. So as somebody is kind of upgrading their mindset, I've had the direct experience of like my mind couldn't catch up with my own success. What are some steps that people can kind of take to get back into their true nature where we really are hardwired to be successful?
1: I think one of the questions that a person should ask themselves is number one, what is the money for? What is the success that they're looking for for what is the business or job that they're working in for? like what is the purpose for you as an individual right? so your your dad lost a, a, a lot of money, um, a lot of people lose a lot of money and a lot of people lose a lot of money and it's very devastating to them. And the question that I have for them is why is it devastating for you? Nothing on this planet is certain, and you know as we're all waking up to this idea, Anything can change in at any at any period of time, and what you have could be gone. So if we understand how to create it, and we're not attached to it having to be there forever, then we won't be upset if we do make a mistake and it leaves. Because if, if you observe somebody who does really well, and then they make a mistake, and they're devastated by it, the message that you receive is, oh, hell, don't make a mistake, right? Yeah. But the truth is, is that we, to as human beings, to grow, we need to make mistakes. Think about this. When we're little kids, we make all kinds of mistakes. And when we learn to walk, we fall down a lot. Nobody ever says to us, oh, give it up. You're never going to walk. Just forget it. You're, you're not coordinated. You're always going to fall down. Nobody ever says that to us. That's why we don't have people that never learn to walk. But at some point in our life, we start getting the message, play it safe. Don't do that. It's too risky. And then we internalize that. And when we de- we have a desire to do something like you did, where you made $5 million in two months, which I really congratulate you on, that's a great achievement, the question becomes, why are we doing it and how attached to, to it are we? So if we can kind of think about those things and, and if we ask ourselves, am I doing this because I think a lot of money will keep me safe and I won't have to ever worry about money again, because if that's what you're doing and a lot of people are, you don't want to go into it with that mindset. I had a friend who was worth a hundred million dollars in 2008. He lost 50 million in the stock market overnight. It was so devastating to him that he committed suicide and he was still worth 50 million, but he was so embarrassed by, by, making the mistake of leaving it in not realizing what was happening that he couldn't get over his own self shame so you know, we i mean you know success is great and and making a lot of money is great but i think that we have to be really centered as human beings because if we make a lot of money and we're not emotionally mature it'll exacerbate whatever problem we actually are having
0: mhm mhm yeah it's it's almost like um You know, it's like we have so much wiring in our minds from our upbringing uh, that we carry with us. And then we have these experiences that create this sort of like trauma, I guess, that we'll have or a traumatic experience and changes the way we see what's possible for us. So you I know that you haven't gone to this mindset alone and that there are some books that have probably helped you along the way. What would you say are um, two or three Books that people can really just get started with to shift the way that they are programmed if they do believe that it has to be hard or that they need to stay safe. And that means staying away from all of the different habits it would take to get success.
1: Okay. So if, 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 if there's, a, there's a really good book that takes you all the way through everything I just said, that one happens to be my book, The Millions Within. The second book would be The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. And the third book, which I highly recommend people get, because it really builds up a person's character to be successful, is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Okay. And I know that one thing you talk about is, um, you know, like how the way to do something is already here. And I think a lot of people buy into the belief that like something's wrong with them and they, the person who created the success, there's something special about them. And that's why they got to have it. Um, but I know that one of your beliefs is the way to do something is already available. So what do you think it is? Um, you know, if somebody wants success and how can they tap in to the way to do something or what are some steps they can take to kind of tune into that?
1: This is, this is like the best question ever. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is and it never changes from this perspective. Ah, beautiful. It, I had an experience where I w- it was with my very first business. Um, I was doing everything that I was told to do to, to make it a success, and I got stalled out. And I went to go talk to somebody who was an expert in this, and I told him what was going on. And he said to me, David, you don't want it bad enough. Now, I thought that I did. I mean, I thought I was doing everything that I could but when i analyzed what i was doing i realized i was stopping short based on what other people thought about what i was doing so i was buying into their stories and a lot of it had to do around sales however i will tell you this if you if you want it bad enough everything else will fall into place persistence ideas determination um, meeting people, you'll break through every barrier that you have, either psychologically or from a skill set perspective. But nobody can can make you want it bad enough more than you. Mm. I always coach people, like my own personal clients. I say, listen one of the one of the things that you have to do uh, from a self care perspective is you have to keep your desire to to be whatever you want to be fresh, clean unadulterated by any other individual and you're responsible for doing that. You also have to keep the the energy of it very very pristine. You can't let anything contaminate it because it is the reason behind why you're doing everything. And it's individual. It's 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 very individual to every every
0: individual person. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And when you think a little bit about reinvention and changing as a person. I know there's a lot of people who probably spend like two or three years perhaps building a business or a side hustle or a career path. And and then they change. And I think sometimes one of the blocks people might experience with success is feeling like I'm not the same person that created this thing anymore, or my creativity has taken me elsewhere. And I know there's a fine line between shiny object syndrome and simply changing as a person. And so what I'm curious about is like, how do you navigate in your own life, like changing, growing, wanting something different and also sustaining businesses? Because I know you can delegate, but maybe you're not innovating in the way that you need to, to keep your business alive. If your focus isn't still on it.
1: Right. So if I think the difference is this, I think it's br- like bright shiny object syndrome. If you're resisting being doing or changing something that would allow you go to the next level. If it just doesn't light you up anymore, like if you've already reached the top of the mountain in whatever you're doing and it doesn't light you up anymore, if you can if you can if you can keep it going without it taking all of your time, then go start something else. If not, sell it and go start something else. Um, you know, like I I, but I think that's the differentiation. You have to ask yourself, am I am I resisting anything that would keep me from going further? And if that's not it, it just doesn't light you up anymore Then go do something else.
0: Hmm. And I think that's such a big decision because some people have invested money, time and years into like assets. Maybe they have, you know, like in my case, if I'm being completely candid, it's like, I have job hunting courses. I have courses on how to get clarity on what job is best for you and that thousands of people. And I'm so grateful that they've been through these courses. And I feel a sense of completion, like more than ever, I'm booking keynotes. I'm doing spokesperson work and I'm really inspired by that right now. I think I want to create a fashion brand at some point, right. like. How do you like tie a bow? You know what I mean? Like I have these assets that I'm like, I love these things. They're valuable. You know, like where would your mind go for somebody who is in that state of completion, whether they're in a career right now or they're, you know, in a business?
1: um so you mean so that they could go do something else
0: yeah like where is yeah. that responsibility where they can kind of like tie it with a bow and and move forward
1: here's this is something that i learned from richard branson that i think is is absolutely genius because the guy's got like 300 companies right mm-hmm. and i always wondered how the hell does this guy run 300 companies what he did was he developed the skill set for finding the right people to run the companies so i think that if you if we take a page out of out of branson's life one of the things is that that's another area of growth for people. You know, very often business people, entrepreneurs, they love what they do. They get very attached to what they do. They have a kind of a controlling nature and they don't want to let go. But if we think about it as we every business we create can be an asset in our life and continue to be an asset for other people, If we develop the skill set or find a person that knows how to find the right people to take over the operation of something, it allows us to keep that and then move on to do something else. And we could do it very rapidly if we're just willing to let go and find the right people.
0: Mm, Yeah, I love this. And um, what are some questions you ask yourself or what are some reflections you have? Like, do you journal? Do you like, how do you kind of create space for you to get creative and have that sort of reflection?
1: Well, one of the things that I do is I leave personal time for myself just about every day, Mm -hmm. and it's scheduled in my calendar. So unless there's an emergency, it can't be moved. And then I know based on what projects I have on what I'm working on or if I just want to explore something different where I want to study exactly what, what what that is. I do journal. Um, I I am an avid reader. I usually have four or five books going at the same time. I have thousands of books in my library. I, I just pour through literature like crazy. But I'm also an avid fan of art and, and culture and theater and all kinds of stuff. So I, I really am, a, uh, am an admirer and observer of life. And I try to glean something from everything that I'm actually observing to say, how could this work here? Or how could this be applied? in a different way um so it's a constant for me it's like every day's constant education learning and growing
0: Mm, mm -hmm. and when um somebody right now is listening to this maybe they're thinking yeah like maybe making a lot of money is can actually be easy maybe i just need to want something badly enough um how would you recommend they start to get clarity because i know a lot of people are struggling like what do i even want to do who am i you know what i mean like what Should I create, like, what are some questions that you would ask them to kind of get more centered on what they could be creating for themselves?
1: Well, one of the things that I believe is that the universe is completely clear. It doesn't hold anything back from us. So the confusion comes in, in us as human beings, and generally it's conflicting information. So we have the information that people raise us with, and then we have the own des- our own desire of our heart. We need to listen to that more. I often ask people, what do you think about in your secret thoughts, the mm-hmm. thoughts that you don't tell anybody about? Because in there lies the key to opening up your purpose and what you really want. So I suggest people start paying very close attention to the things that they feel drawn to, and either they, they're they worried about what other people would think, or they're justifying in their mind some reason why they can't do it. It's not the right time. I don't have the right money. I don't know the people, whatever it might be. And realize that those desires are actually trying to pull you to the perfect thing for you.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of people, you know, when I think about the economy, it's like we need entrepreneurs, we need high earners, we also need Service staff and people who are building somebody else's dream and happy to do it, like do you feel like everybody is destined to actually be a creator in this way, or what's your opinion on whether there are some people that aren't actually cut out for what it takes to be an entrepreneur or have a side hustle?
1: I think everybody I think everybody is is creative and can be a creator. No. I don't believe everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur, but I do think most people could have a side hustle. You know, it could be big or or small. It is, you know, think about a little kid that has a lemonade stand, right? Uh, Something like that. That's a side hustle, right? So we can find things if we're interested in it to create little businesses for ourselves if that's something that we want to do. But I think the most important thing is that a person's happy. And if you're doing what you love And that's most important to you versus, say, making a lot of money, then that's exactly what it is that you should do. Find what you love and do that.
0: Mm, mm -hmm. And one final question that I have just around patience, like I think we live in an era where making money online has become kind of synonymous with like how fast you can do it. Like I see a lot of ads that are like 100 K in 90 days. Like what does that do for you? Like, do you believe? Yeah. Like that should be an expectation people should hold and it's a good mindset. Or do you, what What are your thoughts on patience? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, well I do, you know, I'd like, I do believe patience is a virtue. I think that that's very, very important. Um, but I, but I also see people use it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what is it that i need to be patient about if i'm on track if if i know that i'm on track if i'm if i'm growing if i'm learning if i'm applying myself which means i'm not procrastinating i'm not making excuses then yes there is a measure of pace, patience that that needs to come in to every single thing that we do but everything's different with the time frame I think people are trying to sell a lot of, you know, here, get rich quick. That has been, that has been around forever for eons. Get rich quick has been going on while most people don't want to get rich slow. People want to do it in a way where they understand that they're doing it. It's actually for real. So Mm -hmm. I think that's important. I think that people need to investigate whatever it is they're getting involved with thoroughly and not make just an emotional or impulsive decision. And then you give it the patience that's required to get there because once you learn how to do it, nobody can take that away from you. Like nobody can ever take away from me my ability to earn money. I know how to do that no matter what happens. When you learn how to do that, you have that skill set and that awareness forever.
0: Mm, this is beautiful this is so helpful David where can people continue learning from you where can they find you I think that what you have to share is just so needed out there
1: the best place to learn a lot from me is is our, is our podcast it's completely free the successful mind podcast and also davidnagle.com uh is our website
0: awesome and for those of you who are curious it's n-e-a-g-l-e correct David
1: yep Nagel like bagel
0: Awesome. Thanks again for being here.
1: My pleasure, Ashley. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the U-Turn podcast. In the meantime, if you heard about any resource that you're interested in from one of our guests, you can find it listed in our show notes on the podcast tab of my website, ashleystahl.com. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L. Com. On that page, you'll also see our free quiz to help you discover what career path you're actually meant for. And of course, we cannot thank you enough for written podcast reviews. I read every single one. I get so motivated from reading your words, and it just means the world to me that you take a moment if you have an Apple device and you write an actual review for me. Thank you so much for doing that. Appreciate you being here and cannot wait to connect with you next week.